Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 65 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pact. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company, a leader in community software for digital marketing and support communities. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services that enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligence solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday. I hope that you have enjoyed Monday's Measuring Deflection with Surveys, which was episode 63. Episode 64, we talked about tech for millennials, how to strategize what the future looks like based on your demographic skewing more toward millennial. And then yesterday's episode, episode 65, we talked about crowdsourcing for better return on investment. So now today, we're going to build off of yesterday's concept a little bit, because we're going to talk about gamification theory. What? Yes, it feeds right into your crowdsourcing. It's deeper dive into how you specifically add gamification to make sure that you are able to get the maximum bang for your buck out of crowdsourcing. But before we get into that, I did want to let you know if you haven't heard yet that the Socially Supportive podcast is now a member of the C-Suite Radio Network. So if you're familiar with the C-Suite Radio Network, they have many podcasts in their profile where you can listen to thought leaders and different topics and subjects about business and other things. We are now a member of the C-Suite Radio Network. You might have seen these televisions that they have in elevators. Well, the C-Suite Radio Network actually advertises their podcast portfolio on these elevators. So I could be in an elevator with you later on today. You never know. How fun is that? Anyway, Happy to announce that we've actually been part of the C-Suite Radio Network for some time, but getting all the episodes and the new artwork uploaded into the C-Suite Radio Network has taken just a bit. So you might have noticed a little change in the artwork, a little extra pizzazz. Happy that we were able to get that launched. All right, let's get into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Eugene Sheely, who said, when you have a game-like platform where knowledge is applied, Knowledge becomes a resource. The more you know, the better you are at the game. And our book of the day is by Yu Kai Chow titled Actionable Gamification Beyond Points, Badges, and Leaderboards. So let's talk about gamification theory. As you know, because this is a Thoughtful Thursday episode, on Thoughtful Thursday, we discuss deep thoughts, including overarching strategy and organizational structure. 
So what I'm going to cover today for gamification theory is strategy that you can deploy for your gamification theory that will help you to get, like I said, the maximum bang for your buck out of your crowdsourcing. If you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, feel free to go ahead and press pause, go back and listen to episode 65, and then come back and finish this episode. They will work out of order, but it's better, I think, if you've got the foundation about crowdsourcing. I will tell you that essentially, when I talk about crowdsourcing, what I'm referring to is using the resources of the crowd to power your business. So obtaining whatever services you need, if you want artwork created, if you're a t-shirt company like Threadless, and you're looking for artwork to be created, if you want the crowd to answer questions for you so that it frees up your agents to do something different, whatever product of work whatever body of work you're looking for to come from this crowd, gamification is the motivation that allows you to get maximum production out of your crowd and it allows them to get maximum reward out of providing you with what you're looking for. So what's the definition of gamification? According to Frankie, the definition of gamification is encouraging members of a community to contribute their time, efforts, and labor by offering points, status, and recognition in exchange for member contributions. You might say, okay, neat, does this work? Yes, it does work. And you might wonder how this benefits traditional service and product companies. Just like yesterday, when we've talked about crowdsourcing, we can see companies that are like an Airbnb or an Uber or threadless, where there's some sort of monetary exchange in order to make a larger labor pool where you don't actually directly employ people, but you have some sort of space where you allow them to provide their service under your umbrella. If you are like an Uber or threadless, great, then that directly feeds and correlates into what you're doing in the day to day. But in terms of gamification, where you are specifically providing digital customer support to your customers, you might be wondering, how does this benefit me in delivering this? Well, again, just like when we talked about yesterday, you are basically able to attain free labor hours that are volunteered by the crowd. You're getting learnings about your products and services in the way of feedback from these what we would call probably super users. You're also enabling a sense of community. And because of that community, the community that they experience next to your brand under the umbrella of a community that you provide creates brand stickiness because the good feelings and the good interactions that they have under your brand's umbrella, social sciences would tell us that that closeness of liking means that they are going to associate happy feelings with your brand image. And you might be thinking just like yesterday, you had me at free labor. How does that part work? So very quickly, I still encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's episode 65, Crowdsourcing for Better Return on Investment. But essentially what you do is you establish a community forum. You designate one or more of your employees to moderate the community as needed. Then you allow customers to post questions related to your products and services. You also allow other customers or community members to answer those questions for 
the community members who posted the questions. Your moderators mark responses as verified answers when they are the actual answer to the question. And what this does is it lessens the handle time that your paid moderators have to spend in working on answering questions for your consumer base or members of the community. This means that if those community members would have otherwise called into your call center, contacted you by a more expensive support channel, or if they would have tied up more of your moderator's time, there is some amount of real cost savings because you've saved labor hours holistically by allowing customers to answer for free questions that other customers or community members may have. So if you want a little bit more detail behind that, go ahead and listen to episode 65, Crowdsourcing for Better ROI. But that's the gist of what the free labor means. The other thing that it does, aside from decreasing your handle time, is it does create a public searchable piece of content that can later on deflect future contacts. Because if I have a question, if I was going to call about it, probably other customers were too. So you answer my question one time, And you know you have a deflection there if I said I was going to call in. But then what happens is three or four or a hundred or however many other people can search for that content inside of your community and they never have to call or reach out. So you know that you've done something of value for them. All right. So if you need more information on that deflection, you can listen to episode 63, Measuring Deflection with Surveys. And then later on, we'll have a guest who'll come on and explain to us how he uses the verified answers feature of his community platform, which is powered by Telligent, to confirm that he has definitely deflected where customers have confirmed that the answers were verified, and had they not been verified, they would have called in for service. That will happen later. So all of this means that that's a great thing to have. It's great to have this community. It's great to have this free labor and this sense of community that makes brand stickiness. This all sounds great. So you're like, I'm on board, Frankie. This is awesome. How do I do it? How does it work specifically in terms of gamification? So here's where we'll get into this. At a high level, here's what we're talking about. The first thing that you do is you want to understand for your brand, for your company, you need to determine the actions that are of value to your community. Here are seven examples of things that you can assign value to, actions you can assign value to. Number one is joining the support forum. You can assign some sort of points just for the fact that someone is now a new support forums member. You immediately grant them with some number of points Whatever your points are, whether you assign them, you know, some sort of miles, if you're an airlines company, if you assign them some amount of free credits, whatever the points are that are relevant to your company, you decide that and decide that joining the forum in and of itself is enough for someone to have a few points. So they've got something to get started with. The second thing that's of interest is you want to encourage people to be reading the content pieces available, whether these are articles that you've put out, whether it's blog posts, whether you're asking them to get engaged in the threads that are happening with your community, you want to assign them a certain number of points for reading the content pieces. Also for liking a certain number of content pieces is the third thing that you can assign value to. 
idea number four is mentioning a certain number of content pieces. And number five is responding to a certain number of content pieces. So those two are tied together. If this new community member joins the forum, reads a content piece, likes it, responds to that content piece, and in responding, then mentions another content piece that's of adjacent value, this person can stack all of these points or miles or credits, whatever you're assigning out for completing these activities. And then on top of that, the sixth thing is that if they start then creating content pieces, if you allow that, then you can assign points for that. And then you can also, as the seventh idea, when these community members answer questions that are then marked as verified answers a certain number of times, whatever threshold level you decide is adequate, they can have points assigned then. So essentially, you're basically determining which actions are going to be valuable to your community. And then the second step is, as I mentioned, decide and assign what the point value is to each one of these desired actions. So you want to draw them deeper and deeper into the community by giving larger and larger rewards for more actions that you want them to take. The third step of five when you are getting into gamification is to assign a particular customized badge to each one of these desired actions. So essentially a badge is just a picture that can be added to someone's username in the community. Your moderators, for example, might have their own pictures or you might have your very own logo or some variation of your logo assigned to moderators that are employees of your company. You might have, you know, brand new uh, members of the community be assigned a different picture. And then if you've read a certain number of content pieces, then you get a different badge icon, liking gets you a different badge icon, so on and so forth. So you're striving to get the highest badge icon possible because people want to perform as well as they can. So you'll assign a particular customized badge to each desired action as step three. And then step four is to create and post a leaderboard somewhere in your community so that community members can see how they're doing and how they're stacking up for a particular period of time against other community members. Now, when I say a particular amount of time, it is important to note that if you let points accumulate into perpetuity, it can hamper the growth for your new members because if somebody has been a member of your community for only one day, it seems insurmountable for them to gain the same amount of points as somebody who's been a member of your community for years. So it makes sense that something happens where points don't roll over after a particular period that makes sense for your company. Maybe it's a month that you accumulate these points, maybe it's a quarter, a year, You'll have to look at your own individual company to see what makes sense. But these are things that give you ideas. They're thought starters for you to get started thinking about what makes sense for your company. The fifth of five steps is to provide special rewards to members who reach a really high threshold of desired actions. So you can, for one example, you can allow your members to answer questions officially on behalf of your company, though they're not an employee. So you could have non-employee moderators also 
Maybe you're not paying these people in standard wages. However, what you are giving them is you're giving them a badge icon that signifies that though they are not an employee of your company, they are a designated expert non-employee. And then they get this credit, this recognition. Maybe they can answer and there's some sort of approval process or something like this happens, but they're given this higher status than regular community members. You can also provide early access to your new product or service releases and then give those people a platform to provide early feedback on those new products and services. This gives them a voice at the table before the general public is allowed to see what's happening. And it really empowers and makes your community feel as though they're part of the company and part of the development of the products and services that you're putting out. Also, in some platforms, uh, Intelligent, you can do this, you can give exclusive access to certain password protected areas of your community. And then what you could do in there for one idea is, if you have someone who has invented a new product or service, you could give an exclusive webinar to a few of your community members where they can see what's happened and what the thought process was behind inventing, I don't know, the tutti fruity flavor of chewing gum at National Chewing Gum Company or whatever it is. Have you ever seen like in the Ikea magazines where it tells you the particular item, the shelf or the table, and it gives you the name of the person who designed that item that you're buying and you get to read a little bit of history about that. That's pretty interesting to somebody who is very involved and wants to be a member of your community. So if you have somebody who's designed a particular something, designed a feature or a, a service, that would be great to give exclusive access to people who are very involved and committed to the community that you're putting out that are giving so much of their time, effort, and energy to what you want them to do, give them a little something special. You can also provide free merchandise or other rewards. So if you have swag, if you have something that has your company name on it, these are things that you can send out. The traditional thinking with a community is that you can compensate monetarily for services rendered. And that moves into a different model where you're more like an Airbnb or an Uber and you're essentially paying for time that has been given. Many times what I have heard when investigating community and the power of gamification is that you really don't want to do that. You'll get more from folks when you're actually not compensating them monetarily because they don't look at it as a job. They look at it as a labor of love. You'll have to see what fits best for your company. All right, that's what I'm bringing you today on gamification in terms of getting your thoughts started strategically, whether you have a community and have not yet rolled out gamification, or you're still trying to understand whether community should be a part of your digital strategy based on what your company is and what products and services you offer. This gives you an idea of what motivates the crowd to do a body of work for you. All right, so let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why Telligent community? Because customer support communities, as we've discussed earlier here and on yesterday's episode, create a compelling return on investment and give your customers the support options they want. 
We've talked previously about how customers don't necessarily want to call and talk to an employee of your company to get their questions answered or their problems solved. Sometimes they want to be able to serve themselves by searching for items in a community or in some place where you have a repository of information online. Sometimes customers want to discuss technical topics with other customers rather than talking to someone at your company for various reasons. All of this is important to especially millennials, which we talked about on Tuesday's episode 64, Tech for Millennials. So this is really something that you want to be considering as you're looking for technology for the future. And Intelligence largest customers use their community to plan the staffing of their support centers because communities can provide an early warning of incidents that occur with your products and services. And remember that support doesn't start at your website, but at your customer's favorite search engine. Every page is page one for them, and the intelligent community is optimized for SEO. So, Intelligent is a tool that I have used in my career to great success. I encourage you, if this sounds like it would be right for your company, to go to Intelligent.com, have a look for yourself, and get started that way. Okay, let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, email me at Frankie at sociallysupportive.com and I'll match perfect person with perfect position to make sure we're all delivering fantastic customer support out there on the World Wide Web. And if you see someone who's out there doing a great job of delivering customer support on the World Wide Web, let me know and I'll reach out to whoever's running their unit and see if we can get them on the show to tell us how they do it. All right. This has been Thoughtful Thursday. Join me tomorrow as we go freestyle on Freeform Friday. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thanks again so much for joining. I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 